Hi, and welcome to Growing in Grace. My name is Brian Martin, and for this series, um, I thought about getting into something that is pretty central. Um, obviously, it's central. I don't know why I use that. It's pretty central. It's, um, if not, the theme of Christianity, um, which is Christology. Um, you know, the study, the systematic study of, uh, of who Christ is, um, the person and work of Christ himself. And, um, that's really the most significant aspect of our faith. Um, and it's why we call it Christianity for our attention is rightly focused on the one who has redeemed us, um, any study of a person of Christ can only really scratch the surface. So as I kind of go into what the Bible speaks about as to who Christ is, um, it's not going to be extensively, exhaustively grasping um, who Christ is. We can we can apprehend a little bit of his just full scope of who he is um but we can't fully comprehend um because we aren't god ourselves so as we go in um uh, i'm just going to go deeply into or you know a little bit into scripture and what it is talking about when it comes to jesus so so why did God see fit to provide the world with four Gospels? Why not just one definitive biography of who Jesus was? And we'd leave it at that. But it's it's essential that we have four different uh, biographical portraits of who Jesus is, um, looking at all his person and work from slightly different perspectives. Uh, in Matthew's gospel, we were giving the the Jewish perspective, um, the emphasis on Jesus as fulfilling the numerous Old Testament prophecies. Um, and it clearly shows that the, the Old Testament is pointing to the Messiah, which is Jesus Christ himself. Um, Mark's gospel is much more brief, almost a uh, really a clip fashion of who Jesus was, um, the life, uh, miracles, the landscape of Palestine, um, and Luke, the physician, um, really was part of the uh, Gentile community and was a close companion of uh, the Apostle Paul. And it, it, Luke was shown that Jesus did come solely to save the not to solely save the Jewish people, but also men and women of every tribe, tongue, and nation. Um, Luke also provides, um, you know, through a long list of parables, um, Jesus's wisdom. Um, but two-thirds of John's gospel is devoted to last week of Jesus's life. So as we get into John's gospel, John provides a highly theological portrait of Christ and the 
incarnation of truth, uh, the light of the world, and the one whom there is uh, just abundant life, um, really the the fountain of life itself. Um, so as we have these four gospels, we see how people respond um, to Christ. We see the response of you know the shepherds who came from the fields out of Bethlehem and announced the, the newborn baby Jesus, Luke. We see the response of um, Simon, who came into the temple and Jesus was presented. Um, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people. We see Jesus um, confound the doctors in the temple as a young boy. We are introduced to his public ministry by John the Baptist. Um, we see Jesus talk to an outcast woman um, by the ancient well of Jacob in Samaria, which leads to her to say, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. As the conversation progresses, Jesus exposes the woman to herself and she realizes that she's actually speaking to the long-awaited Messiah. Um, we see Pontius Pilate proclaim, I find no guilt in this man. We see a portrait of Jesus from the uh, centurion at the cross. Truly, this was the Son of God, Matthew 27, 54. All throughout, we find the portrait of um, someone without parallel in human history. The record we see of Jesus in the Gospels is that of uh, an absolute pure man without sin, a man who could say to his accusers in John 8, which one of you convicts me of sin? It's a staggering portrait of someone that is, in fact, and most infallibly, divine in his sense, but also human. Um, but I think it's where we, he starts to make these proclamations about his identity. And he does this in John chapter 12. And um, this is really what made most of the Pharisees start to really want to condemn him and crucify him. Um, when he said, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who had sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. John chapter 12, 49. He is not concealing his true identity. He made some bold claims, some really extravagant ones. Um, such as saying, I am. In John's gospel, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. He goes on and says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, whoever abides in me, I in him, he is that bears fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the door. He contrasts himself with false prophets. 
he makes this declaration that he is he is he is that's that's what he's saying he he's saying truly truly i say to you before abraham was i am he did not say before abraham was i was he said that i am he's omnipresent he's he's everywhere at all times he's the alpha the omega when he says i am it comes from two words in greek ego and um <clears throat> i believe it's emni ego emni i am um Jesus did not merely say that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Instead, he uses ego emni, which made this point emphatically. The significance was not missed. The Greek-speaking Jews wrote that sacred name of God as Yahweh, which translated, I am who I am, as in, I'm all encapsulating. I'm the very existence of, of, of who you are. Um, so when Jesus used that language about himself, he was clearly identifying himself with the sacred name of, of God himself. Um, he continually calls himself the son of man. Um, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath, which is to say that making himself equal God, really. Um, and that's where the major religions seem to break away. It's the authority of um, either he is who he says he was or he isn't. And that's where the major conflicts come into play and not only even in other religions it's um even in christianity a lot of people will start to distort the uh the division of his divinity and humanity um they'll say a lot of things about um having two personalities not being all-knowing because he was human, not being all divine. Um, but he was both human and divine. So Christ as our mediator accomplishes redemption for us. Um, the portrait of Christ is filled out also in the letters of Peter and Paul to the epistle of Hebrews, where Christ is shown as the radiance of the glory of God to the exact imprint of his nature, superior to angels, to Moses, to the priesthood of the Old Testament from Matthew to Revelation, the central um, motif, if you will, of the New Testament and of the Old Testament is Christ himself. The prophets were pointing in the New Testament revealed. 
that Christ was going to come in to atone for his people. Um, he was going to save his people from themselves and from the wrath of God. That's what makes him the mediator. Um, someone that has so much love for his people that he would die for them, that he would not hold anything against them, and that he would take their place. And um, that's the most precious gift when you come to that realization. And only God can give you that gift to realize your utter impotence in changing yourself Practically, you can make uh, minute reformations every now and then, but the real ones where it matters, and Jesus goes on and talks about this, the, the ones in the heart is really what matters. And man is truly incapable of, of changing that on his own, unless God <clears throat> takes that heart of stone and creates it a heart of flesh after the one true, living God. Three persons, three persons, God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. To fully understand um, the purpose and the, the meaning of life and and giving all glory back to God. Um, so I don't want to belabor this topic too much. We can go, I can go into it for hours, but I just wanted to go into it that um, Christ is one person, two natures that took the uh, the punishment that we deserve. And I'm going to leave it at that. So God bless you. Thank you for listening. Again, this is uh, Growing in Grace. Um, I'll have probably a, a, an episode once or twice a week. So stay tuned. Goodbye.